me, I, I always try and take like two, three trips home every year to Indiana yeah. where nobody cares. And like, they, they're like, what's up? You know, what's up, turd? Welcome back. How's smell a, you know? Welcome and thank you for listening to Almost Almost Famous, the podcast where actors, writers, comedians talk about the ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and working towards making this crazy biz and how they're almost, almost famous. I'm your host, Daniel Acker. Today's guest is a member of the Groundlings main company, has starred in Superstore, Cop Shop, and will be in the upcoming Hulu series, Reboot. Please welcome Chris Kleckner. Hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) God, that's, yeah, it's always weird to get an intro like that. (laughs) Yeah, I found nobody's been comfortable with it everyone feels like <laughs> squeamish about it and i go great this is great your way life. to start with your guests great way to start off with your guests right uh we <laughs> yeah. know each other slightly but i guess i don't know much of the chris kleckner history like what was your yeah. journey to was it always kind of comedy and acting even as a kid or was it a later in life development yeah i mean it's funny so yeah i, I grew up from i'm from uh, originally from indianapolis indiana you know, started out with me just goofing with my friends. And uh, I guess I was sort of the funny guy of the group. But um, yeah, it was never like a real thing for me. Like it was always sort of on the back burner because it just didn't really seem practical. Um, Like, I think I did my first real play like my senior year of high school. Uh, I don't know why I, I just had and itch to do it I took an acting elective and had a lot of fun and they were like yeah you should go out for the spring comedy so I did and then I got to college and sort of the same thing I sort of was just like circling around it but I never fully wanted to commit to it I went to Indiana IU and so my I, I had like four majors in college like I just <laughs> I was in there all sort of circled around what I'm doing now like it started out with psychology where I was like I like getting inside the mind of people. And then then we got to math and I was like, I don't wanna do statistics and math, no. And so then I swapped to communications, uh, which then I quickly learned I have no idea what that is. And they never really made it clear for me. And then it was when I kind of settled on telecom, which was like, you know, I'll be in that world, but not in front of the camera, that's not my thing. But all the while, I was sort of taking every acting class in college. But I think the only reason I couldn't get a minor technically is because I didn't do like lighting and costuming. (laughs) But I was like, that's fine with me, Uh, whatever. Yeah, but it's it's always just been this sort of thing that I've been interested in, but it's sort of been in the back. It just never felt practical until I actually, you know, bit the bullet and started doing it. (laughs) Right. It always felt like kind of outside maybe your bubble or your worldview of like oh that's not a thing like that's just something I kind of do and dabble yeah yeah like you know you're you're from Ohio yeah yeah it's like it's that Midwest mentality sort of thing it's like well how are you gonna pay the bills you know like what's it's not like a real thing but I was yeah and I wasn't like doing plays and stuff growing up really it I sort of started later in life I know that makes sense Um, I love the irony that communication couldn't explain itself to you that they couldn't communicate what the class was and look maybe that's on me maybe part of that's (laughs) on me but it it was like the whole yeah I didn't get 101 so I was like this is not going to work for me I don't know what this is we can't build on this foundation cannot build on this foundation you've lost me so then I went to telecom but yeah it seems like all the things that you gravitated towards your multiple majors in a way 
our core elements of acting and performing of like psychology, communication, and then eventually telecom like me. And then math was your indicator to know I'm not, yeah. I'm going to need to be talking to people in front of people. Yeah. That, that bored me to death. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is like, it's not like it's anything my parents put on me. Like they weren't like, that's not, come on, get a real job. They were like, no, you should do it. And I was always the one being like, ah, I don't know. That's not who I am. I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I don't I always thought that was really interesting. <laughs> what eventually got you uh, out to LA then? What? So during, in college, um, a buddy of mine, I, I, who I was in a fraternity with, we had a campus TV show like you, you could sign up and like get a slot. And it was sort of this, um, it was like talk soup meets, you know, SNL, like current events with a little bit of sketch and stuff in there. And yeah, we were just goofing around. It only aired like in the dorms, you know, like that one weird channel in the dorms. Uh, but we would, we would interview any comedian who sort of came through Bloomington. So it was like Rob Riggle and like, you know, Chelsea Peretti, Donald Glover. Um, and like, yeah, we, 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 so we would just try and meet with all these people. And he, he graduated and was like, dude, let's try and do this in LA, man. Let's do it. And I was like, all right. So I went out and I had an internship at a production company in the summer. And then I went back and graduated. And then I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Now, over the years, have you given yourself a a definition of success? Yeah, I mean, I'm still here. We're still here, Daniel. I consider that a success. Uh, Because, yeah, I I really like so many people for various reasons, you know, from Indiana and who I knew move out here. And, you know, it's tough. And they move back and I wish them all the best, you know. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. But... I just feel very grateful and fortunate that I am still out here getting to do, you know, what I love doing. Um, I think a big milestone for me was like that first time I paid rent and paid my bills on using money that I earned from acting. Mm-hmm. Like that was huge for me. But yeah, I mean, I, it's an ever changing sort of thing, you know, like once I hit one milestone, then I'm on to the next, you know, right. I, I, so the, the thing I boil it down to is I'm still here. I'm still doing it. I consider mm-hmm. that a success. Success <laughs> is almost the uh, persistence, the longevity in a way for you. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like yes. n- re- realizing that there was there will probably never be the you know actual goal end thing where you go and I've done it. It's more of yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like there's no day where I'm like, yep, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Hang so, up your yeah, hat. It, it's it's yeah. It's about the journey, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. the longevity of this whole thing you mentioned the milestone do you have uh, do you have some other ones that you kind of look back on reflect back on it can you take stock i guess of, of multiple milestones are you capable yeah so definitely paying bills with not a shoebox full of cash that i earned bar backing that was like pretty cool i you know i i made it through groundlings and that arduous you know journey that takes took me 10 years of nine, 10 years of my life. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've tested for SNL. I'm, you know, I'm auditioning. I have reps like that. That's, I'm very grateful for all of that. I, I always try and stop and take stock in what I do have and help me not focus on what I don't have or what I uh, am shooting to get. 
and uh yeah i'm on the almost almost famous podcast man this is okay. great that's very sweet that's <laughs> i like it <laughs> great yeah it's, I, I often find with the guests and for myself that it's we're in such a strange business because it relies so heavily on other people kind of giving us a thumbs up yes so do you have things for yourself that you do just for yourself to kind of like ground you or to give you the okay like what are are, are there exercise activities mantras or things you kind of give yourself yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big ever-changing mantra guy. You know, I am always just trying to tell myself, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm good enough. Yeah. And if, if, if I'm not, if it's slow, if, if there's a lull in, in the career and everything, you know, I think what else can I do? What's going to make me happy and feel fulfilled and whether it's, you know, working out, exercising, going on a quick trip. Yeah. Just experiencing the world. I, I think it's good to sort of get away from at least for me to get away from all this a little bit because uh, mm. I get so bogged down a lot of the time uh, that it's just not fun and it, it, so I think it's good and I think other people think this too just to step away from it and chill out and get centered um, yeah. for me I, I always try and take like two three trips home every year to Indiana mm. where nobody cares and <laughs> like they, they're like what's up you know what's up turd welcome back how's smell a you know yeah I feel you've got to take the time away to remember that you actually do love it yes that you, yes. That, you that you've made the choice to do this not just out of routine and habit or something where it's like yeah man I, th- I think for me a good thing because you know you and I we do like sketch and improv and stuff it's you, you sort of have to experience the world and like get out there and like see people because I think that really like inspires me and just because if I'm just sitting watching TV or on my phone I'm like it doesn't it's not healthy and I I don't feel inspired and you mentioned you got to test for SNL what was that process like what how do you how do you approach those big those kind of big moments or what could feel like a big moment well that yeah that one that, that was wild um well I I was in Sunday company at Groundlings at the time and just sort of randomly one week they were like hey we're gonna they're gonna do a showcase for you guys and just put together some impressions and characters you've been doing and I was like oh geez um so I did the showcase and that went well and then the next week they told me they were gonna fly me out and that was crazy and you know that that was a huge milestone big dream come true even just doing that yeah, so we did it. We did our thing. And then I flew back. And then the next day, I got a call saying, hey, they're going to bring you back out next week to sort of just do meetings. And I was like, what? And so I, that that I was like, I was like, I'm not going to have to perform again, right? Because I don't have anything else. Like, that's it. That's all <laughs> I, you're gave you I gave you everything. I gave you everything. I gave you everything. I don't have anything. And they were like, no, no, no. It's just it's just meetings. Uh, um, yeah, so I went back out and did that. And um yeah, you, you sort of walk around and it's just like a surreal, weird experience because you're just kind of, they're like, hey, what's up? And you just sit and talk with like the people there for like 10 minutes at a time. And you're like, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just, it's such a weird, wild experience that I'm, I'm very fortunate and grateful to have even gone through. You know? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like and like any audition and especially things like you know doing comedy that always seems to be one of the pinnacle things to hopefully get to achieve or do it's like each step it's kind of its own milestone it's his own magical thing where you're like mm-hmm. wow i'm getting to audition on this stage oh wow i'm getting to meet someone yeah. each thing is such yeah. a good win 
Where do you sit with the idea of being rich and famous? Yeah, I've thought about this. For me, rich, sure. Yes, love it. I would love to be financially stable. Famous, eh, not so much. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I love the I love privacy. I love freedom to, you know, not have to... I love the freedom to just, yeah, go out into the world and not it be a thing. But yeah, I, I, I would love to own a nice car and a big house and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, famous, eh, I could do without, I don't know. What is a character I feel like you've performed that really captures your, your sense of humor? You're always like, that's, that's me in a nutshell. One bit that comes to mind is you know, I do, I do this like air drumming bit where I like put together this medley of, it's this guy and he's sort of like meek and, you know, he's like a, his uh, air drum medley. And uh, then he does it and he's like, it's, it's for my dad. who's also my drumming teacher. And as it goes on, you realize like his dad, it, it's, it's not even a drum medley or it's not even like a song it's just the scene from whiplash where (laughs) jk simmons is like hitting miles teller and he's just like you and i'm like you know pantomiming it and uh uh, it just goes into this medley of like craziness and you realize the complex relationship with his dad (laughs) and like it not not that i you know i love my my dad uh (laughs) but uh yeah for that i just love it because I'm a very physical guy. I, mm. I like to think I, I focus, you know, from a physicality standpoint when I'm coming up with a character and I'm always real sweaty after performing <laughs> that one. And uh, yeah, that, that one's just really fun to do. Uh, Cause I don't, it's the same thing every time. And mm-hmm. I, I feel very in control and yeah. Uh, I play a lot of really, neurotic like midwest you know blue collar guys too because i feel like that's where i come from um Mm. and yeah i don't know the air drummer guy probably though love it now how do you actually play drums is there any like no no that was like it was like coming up with that i did it and it was originally just the whiplash scene but then you know a director of mine was like it's got to be like full on you got to do other songs you got to bring other things in there um and so it was like two days of me alone in my studio apartment in my sweaty underwear just watching youtube tutorials watching people do it so i could kind of just get where the snare and where the tam in where all they were just because I wanted it to be like really specific mm-hmm. too because I've yeah if it, it, just to me that that's what sells it is just like oh yeah you really feel like he's playing the drums um so yeah I, I tried to just get it as specific and real as possible in my forearms I could like barely bend my wrists <laughs> after like a day it really was just like two days by myself just learning that stuff do you feel like you've had moments where you've uh, received bad career advice? I don't know if it's necessarily like specifically advice on one thing, but it's whenever I get the the inkling that like somebody's telling me like, oh, you need to check off these boxes of you as a person if you want to like make it. And I'm like, that, that just, or it's whenever I get pushed to feeling, you know, inauthentic to myself, because mm-hmm. that, that doesn't help anybody 
Uh, I'm all for like, you know, bettering myself and learning a new skill or something, but like, yeah, when, like when you have to get like certain kinds of headshots, like as a doctor or as like this, or like, you know, do you kayak and all this stuff? And I'm like, what? No, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that any, any, any teacher who's like, you've got to be able to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, if you want to make it being pushed to like check off boxes and feel inauthentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever felt yeah. that? Yeah. I always feel that's the, the clear thing when someone feels like they have these, the one path mm-hmm. to success, that's when I, my ears mm-hmm. perk up and I go, no, I like, yeah. I like better, like best practices or some good ideas of like, you know, if someone's like, you need this type of headshot, I'll be like, no, but if they're like, Hey, you know, I highly recommend this variety of headshots you know, yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, I see what they're getting at. It's just always when someone tries to like have a clear cut, like these are the steps. Cause I mm-hmm. go, if there were actual steps in this business, everyone would take them and everyone would be successful. Yeah. It would just yeah. be like anyone diverging from the, the path would be like, well, okay. We would have too yeah. many examples of them being like, that's why they didn't make it. But it's like, I mean, how many people do we know that like do all the right steps and nothing seems to happen? Mm-hmm. And then people who just yeah. like, step off a bus and it's like that that person yeah it's like, like, that, like that's the guy you're like what? Uh, yeah like i can't i can't help the way i look like uh you know like people mm-hmm. are like you gotta cut your hair or like grow a beard out or do these things i'm like well one that's not gonna happen tomorrow and two like why like can't i just look I, can i just be who i am like yeah i like having wild crazy hair and yeah yeah so uh, yeah I, I i don't like it when i'm pushed to be something I'm not yes uh but again I'm all for you know bettering myself and like but I want to do it on my own terms yeah I also feel like especially when it comes to like I don't really like to change or do anything for auditions when I get Mm, the job and they're like we're gonna cut your hair or shave or need you to grow your beard it's like yeah of course I have the job like that's fine but like Mm -hmm. prior to that I've kind of someone like I'm early early days of like auditioning stuff I was always trying to be like really really full like whatever the like wardrobe or costume might be and then clean shaven and then I was just like you know what like I'll show up with a close idea and just Mm -hmm. have my hair looking however because it's like again if that if I'm right for it I'm right for it and also if I'm with somebody and they can't see past some facial hair yeah yeah seriously i'm just kind of like come on like yeah if i was directing something and i was like i can't i don't know if i can buy this actor they have a beard i'd be like well what kind of director am i if i can't like yeah i I hope my acting brings past just what i look like seriously yeah and i don't know about you but for me having you know with the pandemic and having to do like self tapes and everything there was a point where i was like spending way too much time on a slate (laughs) like trying to get the slate right and you're just like trying to present yourself and I was like why this is insane I've done 10 takes of a slate just saying my name like right what is going on yeah I just tried to rapid fire out the slate and then maybe I like have a handful like three in a row when I do the edit I'm like that one seems seems good great yeah Yeah, it's getting the point where I'm just like Chris Kleckner hey and like that's it like uh, yeah uh, uh 
Self-tapes have gotten wild. Yeah. Uh, Slates have also gotten crazier because now a lot of them for, I'm sure for you too, it's like name, mm-hmm. height, location. Are you vaccinated? Are you Tell you us be- a story. Right. right. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my hands. gosh. What's your body like? Yes. Um, yeah. The worst slate I've ever done. And I have it is I, it was like for a body shaving one. I don't know. Maybe you went out for it, but you had to, sl- they, you had to slate with your shirt off. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is, is this the one story. we had to pretend to shave your chest? I think I, so. Yes. You have, yes. I have. went out for that. Yes. A, a shirtless slate is always a, a weird feeling because you're just shirtless like, slate is always, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is me. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's body. that story. Yeah. I've seen other people do it and I'm like, Oh, I can smell a mile away. Like they, they have to be able to tell when, you're putting something on so you might it's it's better to just be yourself and yeah yeah because they, 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 they can tell yeah i always just think slight smile a little more positive yeah especially for commercial stuff if it's like a you know just be pleasant yeah you know? just a pleasant like hey daniel acker let's get yeah. into it like you know just like but yeah there's always mm-hmm. i always joke because I, I i'm you see it too especially in person these commercial auditions I always am just fascinated because there's always this one person in every group explanation of a commercial who's just like "Ah, hey man oh man this is so great oh yeah (laughs) like they're explaining like hey guys you're gonna stand here you're gonna kind of look at that mark and I want you to go like yeah I like whatever and there's someone in there who's just like (laughs) oh man yeah that's gonna be silly okay and you're just like who who are you yucking it up for right now yeah yeah and look you know god bless them for their positivity and their outlook on life that's fine but yeah like we're I just it's just the explanation <laughs> yes I'm often like you don't have to be like a curmudgeon or mean in the room but no. you can just stand quietly and just go hmm. and right. of course whoever's running the room they might say like a little joke everyone gives the polite chuckle <laughs> I love your honesty Daniel just like yeah you give the polite chuckle and you give the polite chuckle and then, but then there's going to be that one guy who's going to be like oh yeah totally and they're going to add some more stuff and you're like this is yeah. not a it's yeah. not a who's on first routine. Let's. Yeah, I, lo- I love the I love the Zoom um, wait room, waiting room thing where the person gets on and knows the associate, and you're all just kind of awkwardly standing oh there. My God. Like, I'm I just, I'm, I'm like... so quick to go mute video off because because <laughs> yeah. I just I get it's just flabbergasted. Like the Zoom waiting room, all the pictures are up. Everyone's just kind of standing there with their background, typically muted. Yeah. yeah, I had one experience that like. To the point where my like my girlfriend at some point was just like to me like what's happening? This, <laughs> this guy hopped on and there was like it's a full screen, full everyone's kind of there. The person running it or like the associate or whatever is just like, hey guys, just keep waiting. We're gonna get you in there. And this guy pops up. He's like, hey guys, what's up? How's it going? Oh my gosh! Like whatever her name was. Like oh, mm-hmm. so good to see you. Thank you, thank you for seeing me. I'm you know I'm shooting my a commercial right now. I'm in my trailer and they're letting me kind of break with this. I'm just like oh my god. Oh. Oh boy. And then it gets kicked up a notch because he goes, Oh God. Because then he goes, really feeling so grateful. I've lost a lot of people this year to COVID, a lot of my family to COVID. So <clears> feeling <throat> blessed, feeling blessed to become like somewhat of the breadwinner and help out. So you're trapped. You're like, you can't say anything about that. So a lot of people started unmuting and just going, Good for you, man. That's really positive. Wonderful to hear that. And like everyone is literally unmuting, giving this guy props. And I'm like the only one to video off. 
I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this right now. Like, yeah, I we're about to, you know, be a scientist for Dr. Pepper. Like, I yes. can't. <laughs> Like, and oh. we're probably going to be waiting for 15 20 minutes i can't yeah. just stare blankly while this person mm-hmm. just keeps talking about how gr- how sad and great and how bad it, like the life is yeah. i'm just like yeah. this is not yeah. your your time oh what a time what a time yeah those are always interesting always now okay a strange one mm-hmm. chris Kleckner, 10 years in the future comes back to Chris today what what do you think some advice he would give you oh man Chris 10 years from now to Chris today chill out chill out dude it's gonna be okay <laughs> is what I would hope I would say <laughs> like yeah. yeah and just enjoy the ride uh I, I as much as I talk about you know trying to do that and trying to stay positive it's really hard and I really do find myself in moments of stress and you know why am I doing this uh like this is so frustrating you're no good but like yeah just chill out and have fun at the core even if it's not acting I think this is just on a human level like if you're not happy with yourself or with any you know if you're just not happy in general then what's the point no matter what you're doing like you you just you got to be happy with yourself you got to find joy in your life um and uh yeah i don't know i love (laughs) it it'd be better than him coming back like freak out more you're too chill i know right (laughs) yeah like dude where are you yeah and you know having done this for so long yeah it's it's i've often tried to think of myself coming out to la and how much has changed and it's different you know i get nervous about different things than i did back then but i Mm. it's so funny what stressed me out then i laugh at now and so it'll be it'll be interesting yeah it's part of like you said part of that journey where yeah the growth of where you're at i always try to remind myself it's always better to reflect on the past and see how far you've come mm-hmm. than looking to the future and seeing what you're what you're not at yet yeah yeah and it's exactly. just kind of like i'm a firm believer that like oh I'll, I'll i'll get there like yeah i'm on you know persistent consistent path 100 and if the mindset which has always been for me is like if i don't care about necessarily the when it happens it frees me up it's more it's oh, when i get into yeah. the like this year i it better it better ha-. it's like well no because then i'm just disappointed if it doesn't but if i'm like oh it's gonna happen so in this year i gotta just keep taking the right kind of steps and moments Dude, and movement forward I, totally i love what you said about the time thing because that is what's straight like it's gonna happen it'll happen when it's meant to happen if you didn't get this job at this time because it wasn't meant to happen but that doesn't mean you won't get something else later you just have to that's the nature of the business you just have to go along with it and when it happens if you're you know staying true to yourself it'll it'll happen and it'll be so much more amazing than what you thought you wanted at you know a previous time speaking of the when and when something's going to happen now's the time in the show when we invite the special guest brass clifford to (laughs) to take the guest out all right, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. This is I where we got us. All right, yeah, he's coming. <laughs> uh, 
Oh no, who am I talking to? Uh oh, yikes, Chris Click nerd. Okay, oh. this guy thought with all the Chris's in Hollywood, he thought, What's one more? That's pretty <laughs> bold. Hey, Chris, has anyone ever told you that you look like a young John Belushi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, You've got, yeah, okay, actually. yeah, I could see it, but for me, it's like right after he OD'd. That's okay. The <laughs> that, that's the one thing I've always loved about Chris, and that's the fact that someday he'll die. It's a great <laughs> Chris, when you were a kid, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I uh, wanted to be an architect. Oh, damn it. I was hoping you were going to say ugly because you made it. <laughs> you achieved it, which is so hard for people to do, so that's wonderful. But Chris, seriously, keep keep at comedy because one day you'll make somebody laugh. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Listeners, I'm kidding. Chris is extremely talented. He's extremely funny. I'm serious. This man could easily be the next Cosby or Woody Allen. Oh. Or hell, he could even be the next Jared from Subway. And oh, I'm, no. I'm sorry, Chris. I had to give you that $5 foot long raz. <laughs> if you see me around, buddy boy, turn the other way. I want nothing to do with you. Oh boy. A, yep. You got it, Raz. You got it. Right. I, I won't, I won't approach you. <laughs> Good. Cause I will punch you. All right. Bye guys. Bye, bye Raz. Raz. Oh my God. I finally got razzed. You got Raz. He yeah, cut you want, me deep. Yeah, he went, yeah. Most of the Razzes are just about uh, wanting the person to die. <laughs> yep. Yep. And don't talk to them. <laughs> don't talk to Raz. Mm -hmm. Funnily enough, I don't know if Raz knew this or not, but Jared, Jared from Subway is a former alum of my high school as well. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. Small world, small world. It's one of my favorite things. My, my best, one of my best friends, we some friends since we were five years old and 10 years old in Columbus, he yeah. moved, he's originally from Indianapolis. He moved back to Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, so we'd hang out a lot of summers and his good friend is cousins with Jared. Whoa. Wild. Um, and I would not be surprised. He went to, if I remember, he went to, is it Carmel? Is that a yeah. high school? Yeah. 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 I think he that went to Carmel. my rival high school. Is there one called like North or something? North Central. That was my high school. That's, that's the one he went to. Every time I'd go back because of Jared, everyone in Indianapolis knew someone who knew Jared or was related to yep. Jared. And for the longest time, it was sort of a slightly cool thing. And then <laughs> yeah. a very quick, very not cool thing. So anytime, like we're like, you know, whatever, like 15 or 16 hanging out. It's like, oh, this guy. Oh yeah. He used to hang out with Jared from Subway. Oh, he went to Indianapolis university where he walked to the subway. Yep. Jared went and would see Jared in there. And yep. I was like, yeah, yep. Jared. It was like, and then it was like, you know, I'd be like, no. hey, weren't you the person who's cousin? Not, no, no, that's not me. I never, I no, never no, had no. a sandwich with Jared. That's so funny. That's, <laughs> and that's so true like yeah like it, that that's just kind of how it is around there uh, you know like yeah. i don't know if it's like that in ohio but yeah you, you everybody kind of knows everybody through everybody in yes. some weird way uh yeah yeah and then you know if if you do some atrocious things nobody knows you <laughs> yes it was where in ohio are you from columbus i'm so columbus from a is that king's island uh, it's not too far from Kings Island. It's probably like yeah. a 45 minute hour drive. Uh, I mean, Ohio, this is one thing that always shocks people when I try to explain it. Incredible roller coasters. It has the best Dude. amusement parks around. Cedar Point is incredible. Kings Island is fantastic. Yes. 
what was it what's the cedar point one is that vortex do you remember what they're called oh there's yeah beast there's the beast king's island is the beast and i think vortex yeah. cedar point is uh millennium force raptor yep, yes. mantis um and they've got oh there's another one that i love the gemini which is two coasters at the same time oh um, yeah but the Millennium Force was yes. the was the real popular new yes. one. Yeah, that was that that was always like a good family little vacay. It was yeah. we would we would take a day and go to Kings Island. Yeah. Oh, Kings Island's fun. fantastic. All right. So if if you weren't acting, what would you think your your profession would be? Clearly something with math, something with numbers. Something with math, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, uh, if I wasn't doing this. I would probably be working for like National Park Service or just something in the wilderness. I'm either going to be like way on the grid or way off the grid. And I like, oh, wow. you know, I recently had the, yeah this realization because I, 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 you know, me and my dad and brother and my uncle and stuff, we, we always try and do a camping trip and I love it. And it's a good way to like recharge and get away. And I'm like, yeah, if I wasn't doing this uh, or if I wasn't acting, I would be doing this. <laughs> I know it's weird, but no, do yeah. you feel, So you're pretty, pretty outdoorsy. You feel like when you camped, you guys like, is it like, I guess, full on camping? Like you make your own fires and catch your food kind of vibes or. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm I wish I could do it more because like, you know, it's it's. I don't have like the ability to like build the skills up and stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we always go fishing and start our own fires, tents. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't hunt or anything like that, right. but yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. We, we always just try and hike and yeah. yeah. That's very nice. That is yeah. not a, not a family activity we ever did. <laughs> not, no, not you. No. No, and I'm not I'm fine actors. with this. Not the actors. <laughs> You're not an outdoorsy guy. Uh, not not a, for long stretches. I'm not. I also just really don't like hiking. I don't mind like a walk around a neighborhood, oh, but like cool. a hike. I'm I'm. I always do because people are like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a hike," and then every time I go, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> like every single time. Every single time. It's really just like I just want to spend time with a friend or friends. So this is what we're doing. That's fine. So but you hear that, listeners? If you want to hang out with Daniel, invite him on a hike. Exactly. That's invite that's the way. Mm-hmm. That's the <laughs> way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I ask every guest. So inevitably, when you're a guest on a late night talk show, what's a you have a story itching to oh, tell? Oh yeah. I've actually, yeah, this is actually like one of those like fantasies I've had. And I've actually thought about this exact question before as hopefully other people have. But uh, when I was at IU, um, there there was a guy in my frat who was like part of like, you know, the student council or whatever. And um, I'm a huge like Will Forte fan, like huge. And it was the same year MacGruber came out and they were doing him and were him and the you know the cast and Yorma and John Solomon and Ryan Philby were doing like a college tour like a screening thing with a Q&A after so the guy in my frat was like hey, you you do improv and stuff right you like get comedy and I was like yeah sure he's like do you want to MC this uh Q&A and I was like yeah and I didn't know what that meant but what it did mean is we watched a movie and then in front of like 
400 people. I was like facilitating the questions, you know, as they do. And I was awful at it. It was terrible. Uh, but it was still such a cool experience because afterward, you know, I got to hang out with all of them, like at the theater and everything. And then <laughs> at the time I was 20 years old. So I'm like walking through campus with them and we pass by where I was living. And I was like, well, this has been amazing. And, you know, I appreciate it. You guys hanging out with me. And they were like, wait, are you not going to like come to the bar with us? And I was like, no, I'm 20. And they were like, it was like a collective look of like, really kid you're about to like pass up hanging out with us and I was like I, I don't have a fake or anything and so uh then I uh Will Forte was like how did you get to do this you know MC thing and I was like probably because they let me do it for free <laughs> and he's like well buddy here's five bucks and he gave me five bucks for that uh and I I held on to it but it was just, it's just always like been a hilarious regret of mine to like not try and hang out with them. So this is the point in the show where the host would be like, well, buddy, we're going to make your dream come true. And they all come out and then we all hang out and have a beer. <laughs> like oh that. my God. <laughs> I love that. Also, yeah. I, I love moments like that because at some point it's not the craziest thing in the world where you'll get to either perform or see Will Forte again or interact yeah. with them. And just, mm -hmm. just be curious to be like, do you remember? Like, mm -hmm. and you'd be like, yeah, do you have my $5? <laughs> and I'll be like, no, I held on to it for maybe a month and had it on my wall, but then I really needed it. I, so I spent it. <laughs> desperate, desperate times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But I, yeah, I'm I love hoping it. to run into them one day and I can tell that story. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so much fun. It's true. It's like, it's like up there with like all the movies when like the guy misses a shot to like ask the girl out. It's like, you're really not going to even like try to just even go to the bar and be like, look, I'm not getting a drink. It's look who I'm going to try to chat. anything. And you're like, I mean, what a kind of in a way, what a wholesome person you were to be like, yeah, I legally can't be in there guys. Yeah. Daniel, when I tell you the collective pause of like, what? from all of them i was like oh i just messed up damn it i'm not mm. I, but i i had to commit and i i got nervous and i bailed hard <laughs> and i was like yeah i'll see you guys bye and they're like no you won't see us what are yeah, you doing <laughs> this is not you're not getting numbers here also what's so funny is they probably were also just like i don't think i've ever come across like a 20 year old in college <laughs> who's not gonna try and drink try and drink yeah like they probably were like i'm sure you've drank alcohol before you're yeah. like oh uh, yeah what a what a hilarious moment that definitely would just stop them in their tracks and be like all right never mind right, later dude but they were they were still very nice and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a socially awkward idiot person <laughs> still to this day i'm sure they've all had similar stories in their in their youth of going through yeah. things um or like rite of passages everyone's got to have their celebrity either going to the bar or not quite going to the bar moment with something. And that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for jumping on to almost, almost famous. Are there oh, any, yeah. any projects, any things you're working on that the listener can watch out for um, their eyes peeled through September of 2022. I'll be doing the main show at groundlings um, Fridays and Saturday nights, if you want to go. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a little part on the uh, Hulu show reboot um, that's coming up. I don't even know when that's airing, but other than that, I'm just hanging out. 
you know wonderful we'll check him out in the next few months at the groundlings or you know see him on on reboot when it pops up and yeah thanks again for hopping on chris really appreciate it no problem thanks for having me daniel of course and thanks again listeners for listening i'm your host daniel acker and this has been almost almost famous (laughs) 